Welcome to another edition of the Good Food Fellows. Uh, I'm very excited. One of my favorite shows is uh, we have the chef on. Roland, everybody loves Yellowstone, in particular chef, because he's on there. He's comedic. He's hysterical. But he also shows his culinary chops, too. So we love that. We have him on the show today, luckily. Yeah, we have Gabriel Gator. Oh, no, I forgot. Jabot? That's it. Jabot. You got it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Bravo, Roland. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oof. I, I I need to buy a hook on phonics because this is. Um, you, need, you need to get hooked on Cajuns. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, chef, um, what drew you to the culinary world? Um, where'd you start your journey from as a chef? Uh, well, I used to think it was because I was tired of having no money. Uh, <laughs> but looking looking back now, more. Uh, in my past, we've been going through a bunch of old pictures and stories of, over the last several months, um, telling my story. And uh, I can see now that it started early, you know, um, maybe as early as when I was, you know, uh, younger than 10, but certainly once I started to mature a little bit and um, be able to actually do a little bit more in the kitchen. Um, and I started to, you know, gain a friends group and get out more. I started to, you could notice that I was into feeding people. It was something that I was, I was very interested in and passionate about. And by the time I was in high school, it was clear, not then, but clear now that there was a, there was a, a known path that was, I was about to go down. And I've I've been looking back on old pictures from from early high school days of me like cooking for the class, or you know making serving a gumbo at a at a potluck dinner for for a fundraiser. Um, I would cook. I would bust out a grill at lunch and cook for my my. I had a, went to a pretty small school, so I'd, we'd cook for lunch. We'd do burgers and dogs, and uh, it's just who who'd have thought, you know. <laughs> Chef, I love that you gave mom some love on it with her scrambled eggs and bacon. How did your upbringing kind of inform your cooking style for today? Um, my mom was mostly by herself raising me and my sister. Uh, my dad was around, but, you know, at, at home, it was just my mom mostly. And um, we cooked a lot, you know. We we couldn't afford to go out all the time. Obviously, my, I was very fortunate to have the upbringing I had and we were able to go out to a lot of restaurants as children, which a lot of children aren't allowed to do that. But um, we always were, but we we cooked at home a lot. Um, we had dinner as a family most nights and my mom cooked home-cooked meals. Um, and then we, we went camping a lot. Um, and that was, I think that was a huge part of it for me is, is camp cooking. Uh, thank goodness, because I've used it a lot. I've used that skill a lot <laughs> over the last 15 years um, and even more over the last se several years with Yellowstone. Um, but yeah, my mom was the cook when we were out camping. You know, even if even if we were with a big group um, of people, she was the one that was good at that. Um, and where she got it from, I don't know, but it just came naturally to her. Okay. It's just motherly. That's it. <laughs> She was just a really good mother. Yep, that's it. Beautiful. Um, how'd you get into the um into the catering uh, business at the film industry to become that a chef? That one came from my daddy's side. So uh, my dad 
joined the uh, the film industry back in 1992 in Los Angeles. Um, he had moved out that way towards LA from South Louisiana for, you know, it was, it was the late seventies in LA. It was the place to be. So he wanted off the farm and into the big city and California was filled with beautiful blonde women and bikinis and, <laughs> and sports cars and money. And he, he naturally was drawn to that. And he had been in the restaurant ed- industry since he was very young, um, and the hospitality industry was just what he was always around. And he ended up in California uh, doing a sales job of all things. And uh, he was working at a car dealership in, in North Hollywood, California. And somebody in the, you know, in the region had heard that there was a guy at the car dealership that talked real funny. Um, This guy was so homesick for Lafayette, Louisiana, that when he heard that, he said, well, I got to go find out who this guy is. So he drove from Long Beach to Hollywood to go meet my dad. And of course, my dad sold him a car uh, that he didn't need. <laughs> but when they were there, they kind of talked because they were both from the same town. And uh, my dad decided he wanted to go work with this guy on the movie sets, uh, feeding people. And that's all he knew. He said, yeah, I feed people on movie sets. So that's what my dad did. And uh, he showed up in a in a tuxedo on his first day like a goofball because he had no idea what he was doing. Uh, and he, like I, had a very natural talent for for serving people and for for cooking and taking care of people like that. So I joined him when I turned 17 uh, and started to kind of get a taste for what he had been doing my whole youth. And I had been around it, but never really considered it an option as a profession. And uh, I went and did a couple shows with him down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Nothing was going on for me in L.A. Um, It was time for me to get out of there anyways. And I just it just made sense to me, man. I I had a really good time and we worked way too hard until we were bloody and muddy and big bags under our eyes. But it was it just made sense to me and. Um, once I started to gain, you know, some some bonds with the crew and the cast of the films and, and TV shows, that's when it really made a lot of sense to me was, oh, these people actually really like me. This this is fun. I really enjoy that the the rapport we have of me feeding them and them telling me how great it was. And then me, you know, risking my neck to get them water when they're out on a sand dune somewhere. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just I had a natural talent for it and and everybody seemed to respond really well. Chef, obviously it sounds like hard work brought you to where you are now. How did you hook up with the Dutton family to become that personal chef? <laughs> uh, same same rule. Work harder than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh after several years in a business in Louisiana, uh, in New Orleans, uh you de- I've developed a very good reputation in the industry. And we were never the biggest and baddest, you know, we never had all the biggest, fanciest stuff, but we were always the one that you wanted to have have on your show, Uh, especially if it was going to be difficult. Um, Because doing what I do, the way me and my team do it, is not for everybody. I've seen many, many fail and a lot of people that came and wasn't for them, so they left. Um. And 
Louisiana was obviously very big in the film industry for several years. It's, it still has its place, but uh, in the early 2010s, it was, this was the capital of movie making. There was nowhere they were making more movies than that. And it naturally uh, we created some of the best filmmakers. We created some of the best, you know, workers in the film industry because of that, because of the conditions and because of this, the pace and the status we were at. So I had some friends that made it up to Yellowstone and I had no idea. I hadn't, it was way off my radar out radar out in Utah. I kind of had the South and the, I started to just do some stuff on the East coast, but out West was never in my wheelhouse. And I started to hear a little chatter about, Oh, we're there. Yeah. There's this show going on. They're having a really tough time. Um, they should really get you up here, Gator. They really need you over there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm, you know, I'm elbows deep in turkey sandwiches with sweat rolling down my face and New Orleans heat. So whatever. You're, yeah, sure. Have them call me. Bye. <laughs> you know, I'm back to work. And uh, I had heard chatter about, like that for a couple of weeks. Uh, some some friends and peers had called. And then I get a phone call at midnight one night. I was on a, a, a Marvel television show in New Orleans uh, having a real, real rough time. And I got a phone call in the middle of the night and it was a producer from this show and said, uh, Hey, would Gator. Yeah. Yeah. This is he. Okay. Um, well, here's the deal. We're, we're doing a show uh, out in Utah. It was like a Western. Would you, would you be available? Would you be interested in coming out to Utah and, and doing craft service on the show? And I said, well, yeah, of course. Oh, great. Um, can you leave right now? And I said, <laughs> Oh, well, no, that's insane because it's midnight on Friday and I'm at work. I'm on set. Oh, and I could hear a little bit of urgency in their voice. And they said, well, when can you leave? And I said, well, how about in the morning? And they said, really? I said, yeah, I mean, I'll, I got to like pack a bag. I can't just come empty handed. And so I did. I, and they said, well, do you want to know anything about the show? Or I said, um, not, not really. The, the address would be good. And they said, oh, I said, yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in the truck in like three hours driving. So I need an address. And uh, that was it. I went. I didn't know what the show was called. I, I didn't know how big it was going to be. Uh, they did give me one piece of information and that that was a there was a there was this guy that was in charge that was super angry and needed to eat. And that was the only thing that I needed to be worried about was get there and feed this cowboy. That's our director, Mr. Mr. Sheridan, obviously. <laughs> and that's what I did. Uh, that's what I did for the, for Yellowstone. And um, me and Taylor got along right away and we've, we've been close ever since. Um, how do you think nickname Gator? Uh, I got that back in high school, man. I uh, I was always uh, very different growing up in S Southern California. I was never a city kid. I went to South Louisiana every summer and spent my summers there, and did I did hillbilly stuff. You know, I, we went alligator hunting and frog hunting and fishing and swam in the swamp and uh, ate weird bugs that you boil with a bunch of corn and potatoes. You know, we were just it was different, and uh, so my friends and high school started calling me gator gabe uh at one point uh during a homecoming parade i did wrestle a six foot stuffed alligator in front of the whole school 
<laughs> I think that may have solidified that deal. Okay, when it comes to the cookbook, uh, it's not bad to have Paramount Network as your partner on it. Uh, any any surprises when you started to put the book together? Because it is all you, obviously, your recipes, your stories, your ideas. Any surprises at all to you? Well, thankfully, I had uh, good help from um, Inside Editions, who's very proficient at making these types of cookbooks. Um, I had uh, help from Kim, who helped me kind of put everything together into book form because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but what was difficult was doing, taking something I've been doing for over 15 years now by by just by touch and just by memory that uh, I was never a recipe guy. And uh, now I, I, I'm inundated with cookbooks and recipes and, and having to write stuff down. And it's, it's a huge new experience for me because never before did I, I had like maybe four recipes that I ever used before in my life. The rest of them were, were here that I developed in my head and by practice. So actually putting them down was uh was very time consuming and tedious uh not only to take them from my recipes are for 300 uh down to five or six but also mm -hmm. to to something that i never measured before uh other than one whole sack of onions and a whole bag of flour and five mm -hmm. pounds of butter you know it's, it, mm -hmm. it took quite a lot of time to to translate it from whatever my crazy Cajun language is in my head to to actually put it on paper, you know? Great. So, was it Kevin Costner on the set who brought you into the show as well? Uh, that was Taylor. Costner was the first one to uh, use my name in the show uh, when we did the octopus scene. Mm -hmm. um, my character was written, obviously, as me, but it was never... There's a, there's a there's a certain when somebody says your name on TV, it's different than you just being on TV as yourself. And when we did that octopus scene, uh, we were running some lines, and Kevin had not seen the octopus yet. I, this was still you know to be revealed to him, and I made sure that it was very un unpleasing to the eye. <laughs> and. Uh, obviously he swears at me in the show and he said, well, now, uh, uh, well, now if, if Gabe's my cook uh, and I'm going to swear at him, don't you think I should say his name? And of course, you know, what are you going to do? Tell Kevin Costner, that's a bad idea. So you, obviously he went with that and uh, that's when he, he said my name on TV. And I think that was a huge deal. Uh, sure. Sure. Felt like it to me. Would you to play yourself? I'm sorry. Hard to play yourself. It is so awkward and uncomfortable and weird. And it takes a lot of getting used to. And Taylor doesn't let me change my lines either. So I'm stuck with those damn lines. So <laughs> I may, I may sound like a, a goof sometimes, but it's what, it, you know, what am I going to do? Like the uh, with Kramer. You're like, I'm Kramer. No, I'm Kramer. It, it, it is, it was, it's awkward. It took a lot of getting used to. I think I'm okay now, but. In the beginning, it was really weird reading lines for my character of myself that are lines that I maybe wouldn't say, you know? 
As Chef, we, I love the book. Yeah, as I love as the you book. said lately, I'm so much better at unscripted than scripted. <laughs> Chef, I love the way you pared down the book to 55 recipes that are real comfort food. Is this the kind of stuff you're still cooking at home and that you know like the back of your hands? Every recipe in that book, I know about. I don't need the book. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I that. thought that was important. Um, I think uh, it's overwhelming, especially for the people that this book's really for. I think I think a hundred recipes is overwhelming. Shit, it's overwhelming to me. That would terrify. Mm -hmm. The last thing I want to do is have to cook a hundred recipes. Uh, I'm having anxiety just thinking about it. <laughs> and I think uh, part of what I'm about and what this book's about and what what I hold in the future, it's about the story more than, just as much as it is the food. And you know, celebrating celebrating food as a, as a part of your life and not just something you have to do every night before you go to bed. Amen. Oh, what's the secret of making a good gumbo? Good question. Um, the roux. The roux is everything in the gumbo. And it took me many, many, many years to perfect the, the roux for a gumbo. And there's, there's 10 different versions of roux that all make a good gumbo. But the, the secret is getting one that you like that you're comfortable with and when i first started making gumbos i'd make a nice blonde roux and make a real thick uh gumbo and my tastes have changed and i, I like a real dark heavy roux now that that makes a lighter soup but it's it's get that toasty richness to it and then of course a darker roux like that you're inviting challenge you it's it's more difficult when the cast is eating and loving your food, is that when you feel like you're in your gator vibe where everybody's happy and just eating away? I feel that way most of the time. Uh, but certainly when, when I, when I've encouraged people to gather um, and maybe take up the first break they've had of the day um, or, or finally get off the horse and get out of the cold. Um, we're obviously in extreme conditions all the time, hot, cold, whatever sunny windy so getting everybody to stop for a second and take a breath and 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 maybe i can feed them the best thing they've had this week uh and they get to get away from from the chaos and the mundaneness that movie sets can be uh they're not all fun they're it's it's just a workplace most of the time um filled with the same problems you have at other workplaces except you know, ours is on wheels and in a new place every day. Instead of the printer getting backed up, you have Steve getting trampled by a horse. <laughs> exactly. Well, hopefully not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Chef, since we had we had a beer company on for Oktoberfest, do you like cooking with beer? Do you like drinking beer? And what recipes in the book do you think pair well with your with uh with beer? Well, we always say in Hollywood, I had one beer one time and I didn't like it, never did it again. But uh, for you and me, no, I absolutely love beer and I cook with it all the time. I, uh, I often, you know, pour one for the crew in the pot and pour one for myself in a cup. Uh, so yeah, beer all the time. Um, I use it a lot in my barbecue actually, um, as a base. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll do like, uh, I'll melt a bunch of butter and, and get some local craft beers. We're obviously up in Montana a lot where we have this beautiful access to some of the best craft local beers around um, that whole, that whole Northwest region is just jam packed full of great breweries. 
Um, so I'll melt a bunch of butter and put a bunch of beer in there and, and baste all my meat with with herbs and beer and butter. And I've made some pretty spectacular barbecue doing that. Um, obviously, you know, chili's a great invitation for beer. Um, there's plenty of recipes in there that would go really well with uh, a beer. But also what I tell people is the cocktails are in the back of the book. Um, I'd start there before you start cooking. <laughs> and uh, I've tried to explain to people um, this cookbook is for everybody. It's not for chefs. It's for regular people. And um, as I've been touring the country recently, I've been able to meet a lot of new people and I always meet a lot of new people. But um, I run into a lot of people that are like, well, I'm, I'm not a very good cook. I really appreciate how simple all these recipes are. Um, and that they're not intimidating looking, you know, they're not, they're not meant to be. And while I tell them, I said, look, the first, the best thing you could do to, to succeed at cooking at home or wherever you are, if you're, if you're nervous is get unnervous, um, be comfortable, spend the day in your kitchen, hang out in there, have a couple cocktails, pass that on the counter, maybe who knows, uh, <laughs> but be, you know, being comfortable in the kitchen and around cooking I think that's a huge step. And obviously for guys like me, um, the kitchen is my home. This is you're in, you're in mine right now. So it's, this is where we spend most of our lives. Yeah. And what I love about the book too, the beautiful pictures and the, you can see the recipe and where it was on the show. with the It's very cool. Yeah. It really tied together. Well, chef, when it comes to that, when you were talking about like approachability, I love the fact that you, maybe you could get some fresh produce or fresh proteins, but everything else is like the staples you have in your home. How important is that for you for like people just to, like you said, do regular cooking and that's good? Well, it's mostly important to me myself because yeah. where I develop these recipes, um, hey, let me run to the store real quick. That's not really an option most of the time. It's mm -hmm. it's you didn't get it yesterday. Well, you better make it without it because it's two hours to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, having to get special, that's another stressor, you know, for somebody that's, that may be a little uncomfortable cooking already. Like, Oh my God, I got to go to the store. I don't have time. I got to find these ingredients. Which one do I pick? There's three different types. There's seven different types of onions. I don't know which one, you know, it gives me, I'm stressed out just thinking about it, you know, <laughs> We hear it. <laughs> uh, um, hopefully, the I uh, can't wait for the next season of Yellowstone, and I'm sure you'll be there cooking away. It's Yellowstone, the official Dudden Ranch family cookbook. I love. I can't wait to try the chili recipe. I'm a huge chili fan. Um, thank you so much. Um, I hope I get this right, Chef Gabriel Gator. <laughs> Worse than the first time, Gilbo. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember. I'm going to write that. Gilbo. <laughs> Chef, congratulations on a great cookbook. We appreciate you coming on to Good Food Fellas. Hey, thank you guys very much. I had a good time. We'll see you all later. Hey, have a great week. Thank weekend. you, sir.